Um, we're, we're doing a podcast. Um, it's podcast 64 from Football Anya. Uh, you, if you usually listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Football Nation Radio, today we've actually filmed it. We're on, we're on YouTube. Come and say hello. Come watch. Um, and this person here, you might not recognise so well. He's been on Football Anya a fair few times there recently. It's good old uh, Yadun. Yadun Tyson. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. Although I already know that because we've been chatting for hours in this pub. <laughs> in the we <hate>. have. <laughs> but yeah. As you um, do with your podcast, cheers everyone. <laughs> thank you for having me. Um, yeah, we're just going to do the usual stuff, but for once we're actually doing it live rather than over a Skype call. So it should be, should be nice. We're going to talk a fair few things, I think, from the Ajax game the other day in the Champions League. Uh, a bit about the Eredivisie, but also a bit about the Dutch national team as well. Where should we start? Do you want to? Do you want to choose? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of Twitter questions actually. I still need to get up. Uh, yeah, there were a couple of uh, questions that came in uh, on Twitter, so uh, yeah, why yeah. don't we uh, incorporate those as well? I'll crack them open. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what then. First thing, that Ajax game the other day, that Chelsea defeat that was one 0 uh, and it was it was it was last minute goal. Do you think I actually deserve to lose? Yeah. You do? <laughs> I mean, it is, uh, I think Chelsea were the, the better team. They had uh, several opportunities uh, throughout the match. Um, was a bit harsh how everything winded, uh, played out and, and winded up. But I think overall, if you look at the entire 90 minutes, uh, I do think Chelsea were better than, than Ajax. Mm-hmm. Um, not just the goal, but I think they hit the bar uh, early in the game as well. I mean, wasn't the, wasn't a great game, wasn't an exciting game. I thought it was uh, interesting. It was either of the team could have scored uh, throughout the entire match, but I just think overall Chelsea were just slightly better and looked like making things happen, and yeah. they did uh, quite close to the end, but. I mean, Ajax probably thought like they were able to get away with a draw, yeah. which would have been good. I think that's what they wanted all of yeah. the game, really, wasn't it? They just wanted a draw to keep them tying over in this group, yep. which they've been doing well in so far, mm-hmm. but they were sloppy the other day. Quite frustrating to watch. Usually it's quite exciting in the Champions League night, but it wasn't it was, it was. It wasn't. I, I did think it was kind of an exciting game, but not because it was a great football match. No. But it was like, yeah, I had this this feeling that something can happen and that could completely change the game or that one thing, that one goal, which was very late. Yeah, that was okay. That is it. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't particularly exciting, as in what a fantastic game of football. But it was exciting. Like, yeah, it, it did leave me watching. Like, what's going to happen? Not that it was great, but mm. it was kind of exciting and, and to see. Okay, how does? Uh, Ajax play against Chelsea, which are uh, probably the two favourites from that group. Yeah, they're, they're probably the two strongest teams because the other two have their weaknesses. Um, <laughs> what got me though was Ajax were quite unlucky with the VAR goal because if yeah. something's clear and obvious mm-hmm. to change, which that for me wasn't, mm-hmm. why did they give it offside? Why was it not given as a goal? And it was quite contentious because on Twitter there were yeah. images being released mm-hmm. of the goal, mm-hmm. and it was as though they that they took the offside decision from like a, the image before that was 
sorry, the, the, after Ziyech had kicked the ball, mm -hmm. it well left his foot, mm -hmm. four or five yards, and yep. then they took it from that image. Yep. That's really quite poor. That, that, that particular image, there is no doubt about it, there's no debate about it, that was offside. And it's like, okay, it was a toe, or it was a shoulder. Yeah, the shoulder. But yes, that was offside. Mm. However, yeah, that is, the ball has already left the foot. Yeah, by quite a considerable amount. Yeah. Yeah, so you need to take it back, I don't know, half a second. And I did see an image, but I, that, that, I didn't see a clear image. But even even though the <laughs> even though the, um, uh, the 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 image that was originally shown, yeah, that was kind of clear. But that was even still very close. But I mean, it's mm. either offside or it isn't. That is not really something that you can argue about. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that was just barely offside. Okay, fair enough. It wasn't yards. Uh, but if you go back to the moment, the exact moment that Ziyech passed the ball, I I couldn't say that it was offside or if it was onside. No, I would need to I would need to see more angles. Yeah. So that is that is tricky. And then what I always think is. If something is not clear, if you're not sure, then it should be advantage to the attacking party. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if they have like a microchip in, in, ingrained into their bodies, then you can say, okay, this is really offside or it's not. But that's really, really complicated issue in this uh, in this case. Yeah, but the, the footage that we saw, yeah, okay, you could yeah. class that off, as offside. However, the ball horn has already left the foot. Yeah. Uh, and, and something that was used a lot in the Eredivisie, but I don't see so much in the Champions League, is the referee goes and has a look himself. Mm -hmm. Why have they stopped that? Because I, for me, I found that it was quite effective in the Eredivisie where the referee would go and have a look at it, again himself, and confer with the, with the VAR. Mm -hmm. But he, that wasn't available. Yeah. That, that. yeah, well, I, th I think for offside, that's... But it's, yeah, uh, that's one of those things, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Offside is offside, and that's it. I think a VAR or any kind of technical uh, 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 solution can either prove or disprove this is offside, and there's no more need for the referee to check it. Mm. Now, there was a handball, or not, but there was a handball situation earlier in the match, which I think was a handball and where I should have been given a penalty. Uh, that is a moment, yeah, that's always debatable. That was a situation where I think the VAR should have checked and maybe we should have said to the referee hey this might have been a handball uh, could you check it out um. and that happens in Holland yeah and I'm not I'm, and actually I'm not sure why that didn't happen in the, uh, in, in, the in the Champions League there should be there should be set rules for that I mean okay the referee can then decide yes this is a handball or no it's not a handball mm -hmm. okay fine that's the decision mm -hmm. but in the Eredivisie that would have been quite likely a VAR situation whether uh, the VAR would have said hey ref come check it out mm. this is quite likely a penalty because you did not see it and this is this is quite possibly a refereeing mistake mm. and I was checking the, uh, the the reviews after the match and they are saying I'm not I'm not 100% sure of what the rules are but they were saying that this is not how it happens in the Champions League which I think is surprising. I think if we have the VAR, which I personally think is fantastic, mm. yes, there are still many debates, but we have the VAR, okay, let's have it, but then we should have it uh, the same in all the big leagues. 
Yeah, it's not consistent at and all. And it's not it? fully no. consistent. No. In the Premier League, there's those complaints about it that the referee never goes to look at any decision <laughs> and it's just, yeah. well, someone can make a mistake up there too. And mm. yeah. Uh, let's move on from that because VAR is something that I think is working on the Eredivisie, but not so much elsewhere at the moment. Our first question was actually concerning Ajax before we move on to something else, and it was about Donny van der Beek. Let's, let's grab it up. Um, da -da -da -da. It's from Mike. Uh, where would Donny van der Beek fit in if he used to transfer at the end of the season? Someone who could have left last summer, mm -hmm. but decided to stay. Yep. He wants to further his game, and I think he will this season, and he will leave next summer. Where's best for him? Yeah, it's, it's possible he, uh, he could leave in the winter, during the winter break, or, so? or, or even next season, uh, at the latest, maybe. Mm, at the latest. Um, I had the impression that a um, few players may have left if, if Ajax didn't do well in, in Europe, they've done all right. Uh, they're in the group stage now, they're doing, they're doing fine, so no issue there. But I had the feeling that uh, Doni, Onana and then maybe one or two others were kind of thinking about leaving the Vizier as well. Mm. But they should stay, or well, they can't leave right now, but they should stay until the winter break anyway, mm. but maybe even the entire season. Um, Doni should go to... I think it's a tough one to call. He should go to a team where he can play like how he, uh, how, how his role was envisioned. Yeah. So there was interest from Real Madrid. He's, I don't think he should go there unless he can play the style that he prefers yeah. to play. Like, like with Frankie de Jong at Barcelona, he gets thrown around the team. Like left um, midfield and that kind of thing, yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, Donny's got a very specific role. You can't just say, oh, he's, um, oh, he's a 10 like um, Rafael van der Vaart. He's not, he's not someone who um, works exactly with the striker he does that as part of his game but it's not his whole game um, and that should suit him I think yeah the club has to be right for him I wonder if he'd do something like a PSG and just take some money but I think he's quite career driven isn't he otherwise he might have left the money before now uh, he wants first team football and good money yeah. I wonder where he could get that maybe maybe get around with Jed come calling next summer or England mm. maybe yeah I'm, I'm thinking uh and the, the steps up are obviously uh, the bigger teams in Spain, but then will he fit there? Uh, you've got a couple of teams in France, you've got Germany and you've got England, mm. maybe Italy, but I don't think that, uh, that really suits him. So that, that leaves the uh, top half of the Premiership. Mm. But maybe not your, uh, your Liverpool, Arsenal, you do you think not? City. Do you think it's that good? Maybe, but I don't think he will be a regular starter there, or maybe not yeah. in the beginning. So he should look at mid-table, maybe. Okay, that's interesting. I, I, I personally think he'll he'll get a bit higher than that. I think the Dutch national team will help out elevate him to that, especially if he performs well at Euro 2020 next summer. Mm -hmm. I think that he'll have that opportunity given to him from a real top, top club. I mean, give, being named in the Ballon d'Or shortlist is surely a, a good sign. There's one, actually. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if he'll be an immediate starter, let me put it that way. Could he go to Liverpool? Could he, could he go to Tottenham? No, yeah, I think, but, in that, well, Tottenham maybe. They're struggling at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, maybe Liverpool Man City would be more difficult. That, the Ballon d'Or shortlist had some Ajax players in, yeah. uh, some names that we know really well. Do you think we could name all of those right now? It was, it was Donny, wasn't it? Donny van der Beek from last season. Was it De Ligt as well? Uh, De Ligt was on there, yeah. Anana yeah. was in the goalkeepers. Um, who else was there now? Uh, I'm 
actually going blank there now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very frustrating uh, when you can't quite remember. Anyway, there were all these star players named from that season. Frankie as well. Yeah. Frankie's one. Yeah. But why not Hakim Ziyech? Mm, no, that's a good question. Because arguably, um, other players have, he's proved himself more than yeah. some of these other players. So why yeah. not? Yeah. I think I think the problem with with Hakim Ziyech is that um, I rate him and I think he's good. Mm. But um, he's, he's maybe one of the more inconsistent players in, in that sense, where, uh, which was very clear against Chelsea. Um, he has a couple of fantastic passes, and then he just gives 10 balls, which go he's quite erratic, isn't he? In that sense, he's, that, that is his weakness, and that's also his strength, mm. is he can, he can do something which is unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think that also is the reason he's only going to go to that club where he feels that he will be the star uh, the star where he, upon. but where he will feel perfectly fine yeah um, but that, it's also holding him back a little bit he, he could have already play, been playing for Roma or uh, maybe somewhere in England but he's, he's the kind of guy I think it seems that uh, wants to make the exact right choice at the exact right time mm. but it's not going to happen for him and I, I actually think he could be looking at someone who will be at Ajax for a long time now still. Mm-hmm. I think so. Because mm-hmm. he seems happy there, he seems settled. He's at the middle of his career. He's winning yeah. prizes, playing well in the Champions League. Why would he want to move on? Everyone loves him, and all the fans yeah. do. And is, is it... Uh, I'm, I'm a bit old school, but is it is it such a bad thing that a player would remain uh, at Ajax for, I don't know, five, six, ten more seasons? Well, he's that man who can set that trend. I think as, as long as long as they're, Schoen, as long as they're performing as as they are now. Yeah. I mean, they're competitive in the in the Champions League. Uh, uh, I don't know. Ajax could reach the quarterfinals, maybe even the semi-finals. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's tough to call, of course. But uh, he's got he's got brilliant wages. Yeah. Maybe maybe Ajax, PSV, and one or two more teams can uh, improve the overall standard as well a little bit. Yeah. Is, is it such a bad idea uh, to stay at Ajax for five, six, ten more seasons? Um, I think we'll soon find out with that one, won't we? Because yeah. he might set that trend for the players in the future. We should be. I thought it was Ajax. very nice to see Huntelaar and, and, and Tadic returning to, uh, to yes. Ajax, for example. And they're, they're now there for a long time. I think Delia Blint might be one as well, but does yeah. exactly the same thing. It doesn't set a trend just for Ajax, it could set a trend for a lot mm-hmm. of Dutch players coming back to the Netherlands to play a lot more football. Quinta Premis will perhaps be the next example. one as well. Yep. One of the big things that happened the last few weeks was the Dutch national team, and we did quite a bit on Football Annie about um, how those matches went. Yep. We, you were actually part of that um, on our website. So we've, we've both been talking about what didn't go so well actually with Von Koeman's side. Where, where does the team go from here? Because there's matches coming up in November, big, big matches to qualify, just to make sure. But if you go through those matches thinking, oh, well, it's okay, we can get a draw, we can drop more points, and then you go to March and the same thing happens, you're then sleepwalking into Euro 2020. And you're not going into into the tournament in your best form. Mm-hmm. Or is that actually a good thing? That they save their best for the tournament? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because the issues are coming up, I think, within the team. More issues than there were before. And it's perhaps at the wrong time, mm-hmm. or is it a good time? Uh, 
I don't know what to think of that, like. <laughs> um, no, there's, there's a few more games coming up, and um, essentially it's a must-qualify. Um, Northern Ireland away could be maybe tricky. Well, that could be the one that exposes all the problems we've been seeing recently. Yeah. The winds have been covering the cracks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, that, that should still be a win, but that could be a complicated match, and then there's one or two left, and um, that should really pose no challenge. And then the team should be working towards uh, uh, the actual uh, championship. Mm. Um, I'm pretty much assuming that uh, Kuman already has his uh, squad in mind, and it will be more or less the team that he has yeah. currently available. Yeah. So unfortunately, won't be seeing Calvin Sengs, for example. Mm. I, I just do not think there's room for him. Well. I mean, it's still it's still six six months away, or yeah. even well, something oh, even a little bit longer. Things than that. can change, but he doesn't seem to be willing to take a risk. But now. he's got he's got the foundation. That's yeah. uh, I mean, we, we've got the starting eleven, maybe one or two changes, and out of the how many how many people can we bring? Twenty three or is it twenty five? Usually twenty three, twenty five, isn't it? Yeah. So he's probably got twenty twenty one set, and then there's yeah. two or maybe three that could be yeah. well, maybe one guy's in and we can replace it with another one. Yeah. There might be an injury can always happen we're not going to see any drastic changes no. to what there is now there doesn't need to be it doesn't need to it's be it's just no. one or two positions which mm. could change and make things better people that are maybe getting a little bit too reliant upon team picked i think need to be given a little bit of a shake mm -hmm. i don't know if there needs to be a shake no i mean um We've, we've done well in, in, uh, in the important games, especially against Germany, that was where it needed to happen, uh, at least from a result standpoint. Mm. It wasn't as good against the Northern Ireland and Belarus, but those were still wins. But yes, definitely the, the play was poor, the play was sloppy. Uh, but that is something that Kuman will need to work out uh, as well uh, uh, as with his current players. Um, and I think the, 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 the key players somehow we'll need to figure out as well how to get everything uh, uh, at the right track for the uh, for the European tournament I think it's the uh, it's it's Kuman as assistants and uh, the important players that need to look at themselves like okay how are we gonna get focused yeah um, it should come from within shouldn't it it should come from within yeah yeah, yeah. and that's I, mean, I, I can somehow imagine that the players will be like okay we're playing Belarus now that's not the most exciting game of our careers they're not it could well be that good in one it? way they're not allowed to think it but that's always going to happen yeah but when you're at the european tournament okay now now it's business and yeah. now it really needs to happen yeah sure and uh, i think that is for the players and for the the, the technical staff themselves to uh, to get going given the sense of unity around the team I, I agree with that and i think that will come out and the leaders within that squad van dyke and whatnot they will be the ones that bring out the best from the players and get get that sort of right attitude about the tournament got, i think i've got no doubt about that and then people will still say that other players should be included but maybe that's not essential maybe that's not what what is needed maybe it doesn't need loads of young players thrown into the, the squad right now maybe that's not the answer no, I think I think the, the foundation as it is is good. I mean, it's uh, one of the best in Europe. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I've, I've said that in a previous podcast. I'll say it again. I think uh, Holland are one of the uh, four or maybe five contenders for the championship. You got to hold them to that. <laughs> no, it's well, like, Holland has a good chance to be European champion. Yeah. Um, 
I see a lot of people, for example, looking looking at it rather day to day. Oh, Matthijs de Ligt's form is not fantastic, and I agree, he needs to be replaced with Stefan de Vrij. Mm. I don't. You can you can give de Vrij some minutes, of course. That's not really that big of a deal. But I mean, I, I I'm all for keeping it intact. There are no major major flaws at the moment. A few players are playing not up to their utmost standard but are you, do you want to throw the team around every every single match yeah that's not the right idea is that. it no. that's what we did before Koeman arrived mm-hmm. we were throwing players in and out that we just thought oh well that, that can change that, that could be to someone different oh, yeah, that's a good idea didn't work no, <laughs> no. Delict for example let's throw this 17 year old in mm-hmm. no ultimately it worked out in the long run but that wasn't the reason by throwing him into that kind of match yeah. No, I think I think we have our um, 25, 30 players that are in the national team or very close, and it will come down to form for a few players, uh, and it will come down to whether a player is injured or not. Um, we have what we have currently. Um, you could say, can we throw a Strootman out for a, for a Copenhagen, uh, for example? That might be an interesting idea. Berghuis out for a Stings. Yeah. Something like that could happen. Yeah. But that will be. Those are two of the maybe two, three, four, five players that are give and take. Mm-hmm. How is their form? Are, are there injuries? Who will be the third goalkeeper? It doesn't really yeah. matter. That, that's, that's not a big deal, is no. it? No. 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 Let's talk about uh, Berghuis and his side finals. Yeah, it's, it's going really top to toe for the minute. We are recording this before they play Young Boys, by the way. This is the Thursday, and this is before the Europa League games on this day. But even if they did win, I don't think we'd say that everything was solved. They've got Ajax at the weekend as well. Yep. Again, if they won both of those games, I think you still wouldn't say that things were solved with final. If they lose both of the games, you probably would be suggesting a crisis on the cards. Mm. <laughs> uh, I think they're already boarding on a crisis with the Alstam. What's going on? Yeah, I think it's a mess. It's an absolute mess, isn't yep. it? Yeah, players have been been brought in from, from youth, but also from uh, other clubs, and it's they're not even like Dutch players. They they're from all across the world, I think. And and it's, yeah, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, I think there's a lot going on at uh, at Feyenoord. Management-wise, players. Uh, yes, yes. It, yeah, altogether, it's uh, <laughs> too too complicated for uh, for a short podcast. <laughs> But I mean, it, 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 there are many conflicts within the club, I, uh, I sense, uh, and that has to do with the directors, that has to do with the approach that some of the, uh, the important people want to take the youth and there's conflict of interest. Mm. Um, the current Feyenoord squad is, as a whole, it's a pretty decent squad. It's okay, isn't it? It should be the third or fourth yeah. best in the league. Final should be third. Okay, they could be fourth. Third, yeah. fourth can yeah. happen. But I, I would say third. But then if they're fourth, no one's really going to make a, a, a drama out of it. But yeah. they're struggling at the moment. Okay, they had their, their, their issues with injuries. I mean, Jönsson was out for a while. He's uh, he's on his way back. But how is it possible that Feyenoord have one real proper striker in Jönsson? Because they don't spend any money. That's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, they were looking for a striker. I think they were pretty close to signing from Wolfswinkel. Yes. But I mean, he had that horrible injury, and yeah. you know, that's very unfortunate uh, for Feyenoord, mostly for Ricky, and it's horrible. Um, 
but still you move you have to move on you only have one proper striker Venter has been loaned out okay Venter's not good enough in my no, opinion. but then they're playing like Banish but now they're playing Banish who's doing all but right he's very young but he's a 17 18 year old kid yeah. you can't you can't say okay we can play Banish and he's going to score 15 goals mm. it's not going to happen Berghaish is getting some minutes as a striker but he's not a striker so mm. no and there's some there are some things fundamentally wrong I'm, I'm still on the fence about Stum as a whole. I'm, I'm not sure if he's a good manager. Don't want to be too harsh. But no, he had a good start with Reading, didn't he? But it didn't didn't end well. But it didn't end well. And he hasn't had an impact with final. He hasn't come in and changed things. And it it gone, wasn't. Wow, look at this. People weren't very excited when he was at Young Ajax. Uh, people weren't very excited when he was at Reading. The start was good. The start at Pexvola was really good, but it went downhill really fast. Is he living off the reputation he had as a player? Yep. Well, at least. That's probably how he got the Reading job. I, I would assume so too, yeah. Sorry if I'm harsh, but I mean, I mean, no. Sum is a big name. He's, he's had a lot of good in his, in his career, maybe this is he the negative. He was a fantastic you know? football player. He was. And, 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 the, and the, there's been maybe a, a, a little bit of a lack of luck, is that a, a, a right term? But I mean, Senesi, who I think is a very good player, um, he's struggling uh, to fit in at the moment. And, uh, well, EA, I thought he he was a great addition to start with in that defence, and now he's making mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But oh, there's hardly any current final player that is performing up to a good standard. Berghaus is not in form. Jürgensen is not scoring goals. Ferris not playing well. Tornstrass doing all right. He, he was injured for the. I think uh, Fair was good to start with. Yeah. But it's dropped off. Fair has dropped again. off as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Larson as well, similar issue. Yeah. Larson. Okay, but not. Yeah. yeah. Sinistera is doing okay, which is what promising we can expect. To begin with. He's promising. Yeah. It's difficult for them, isn't it? it, it, it but then, it, you know, at the same time, this shouldn't be a mid table team. Nope. There's too much quality there. I wonder if it'll be long before I mean, we see all, Stam out of the job. It's all very close to at the moment, but yeah. well, we could we could well see Ajax beating final at three, maybe even four nil. Could that be the the, the signal to the? Yeah, yeah. I think um, a one-one against Heracles is just th those are the but games. But they beat that, Porto. Uh, but they beat Porto, and that yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. And it wasn't like a, a lucky win, it was 2-0. No, that was good. That was yeah. a good game. Good game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing how they can have all these positive and absolutely negative results. Uh, one of the questions we received on Twitter was about Hank Fraser. And I was thinking, actually, could he be someone who's in the frame for the job all of a sudden? Uh, question was from Jordan. Do you think that Hank Fraser, the job he's doing at Sparta Rotterdam, he'd like to see him at PSV one day? Because um, he's probably got doubts about Mark Van Bommel at the minute. We won't delve too deeply into PSV in this podcast. But do you think he's got what it takes to manage one of the big three, Hank Fraser? So could he, for example, go to final? Uh, is he a final fan? Uh, Fraser is absolutely a final yeah. man. Absolutely. So well, He was linked to a while ago, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he was one of the, the names that was... Well, there were many names that were being thrown around, but after Van Bronckhorst left, I was like, okay, who needs to be the new uh, final manager? Um, Fraser was one of the, the, the people that was named. But uh, he's a fine odd guy. I, I do see him. I mean, well, there's only one one guy at the time that can take the final role, and and I do think they're still thinking about uh, getting Gout in there. But um, 
I'm not sure how, how that is going at the moment. Um, Fraser, Fraser at Feyenoord is, is something that, um, from, a, from a supporter's perspective, if I was a Feyenoord supporter, it's like, hey, Fraser at Feyenoord, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I would have had my doubts a couple of years ago, but now he seems to be proving himself yet again. I'm not to be sure. an okay manager, a good yeah. manager. I'm really not sure. I, I, ver I, ver I, I like Fraser. I think he's a very. Uh, he seems a good go. go Could he handle the expectation? <laughs> he seems a good coach. Uh, he's a very nice guy. I like that he's very open in his communication. He's pretty straightforward, and um, he'll he won't he won't be very harsh towards his team, but he will be very clear. Like, okay, uh, I'm not happy with how we've played, and, and this needs to change, and that needs to change. And he's also positive when he needs to be positive. I, I, I very much like that about him. But he has not. He's done okay, but he's not convinced me. Uh, he's not convinced me at Ado. He's not convinced me at Vitesse. He's not convincing me at Sparta. Really? He's doing good. I think but, he's doing his best job so far at Sparta. And he did win the cup with. It's all going Tuss. okay. It's all going okay. Yeah. But I, I don't see it being fantastic. Okay. But it's not bad. No, I agree. It's, it's not bad. It's, it's a difficult one. But equally, when he did win the cup with Vitesse, everyone was like, oh, well, where the doubt is now? Well, actually, no, he didn't achieve that yeah. much with that team. I think that he could have done maybe I, more. I, I, think, I think that. And he didn't progress it after the cup either. It didn't go well after that. Um, I think that uh, Vitesse overall, uh, under, under Fraser, didn't really play fantastic football either. And that might be the issue as well. And that, and that, was, that was an issue. They, they performed pretty much as they should. Yeah. I mean, winning, winning the cup is good, no That's doubt about nice. it. But um, would, would any other coach, have, well, any other proper coach, have done a lot worse, uh, league-wise? I don't think so. He's, he's just done. He's done an okay job everywhere he's been. Was he great? No, maybe not. Was he bad? No, absolutely not. And I, I think, I think he's a. I like him. Uh, I like him as a player, his attitude, and his kind of uh, uh, has the same attitude uh, now as a, as, a, as a manager. And I think he's uh, he's one of the good guys, um, but it's uh, it's really difficult to uh, to see him envision him uh, making a step up to uh, to Feyenoord or even PSV. Um, and I'm I have my doubts about Scum, and I even have my doubts about Van Bommel. But uh, yeah, do I see do I see a, a, a manager like Fraser stepping in? Do I see a, a, another manager like Stein? Uh, already see stepping in. Who are? Well, I, I, I thought so at the time. Yeah. Who well, I, I consider could be an option for Feyenoord yeah. as well. But it's a, it's a big step to go from Ado, Vitesse, Utrecht, those kinds of clubs, and then make a step up towards uh, As a player the big and a three. It's a big step. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's different atmosphere around the whole club. It's a, it's a whole bigger animal altogether yeah. going to any kind of club like that. Because we're, we're, we're talking about. I'm, I'm saying it, Jaap Storm is at risk at the moment. Yeah. And we're, how many games are we into the season? Well, he's, yeah, if you're in the Europa League, he's well, about 15 yeah. for him. Yeah. That's enough games to make a bit of a judgment on who he is. So that, 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 that's, that's, enough, that's enough games to, uh, uh, to, to make a decision, a judgment. But there are lots of other teams that might be struggling that are not even considering uh, changing their manager. Yeah. Tuna, for example, or FC yeah. Vorbeck, yeah. it's expectations mm -hmm. and Feyenoord's expectation is not Feyenoord's expectations are that they need to be third or fourth or well, and if they're fifth, in Europe. if they're fifth or sixth, there's no drama, but 
but right now they are tenth, and okay, if they well, the final it's going to be a difficult game. But if they win two out of the next three, then yeah. things look okay. Yeah. But, but I think this will continue throughout the season. I don't think it's going to get any better. They 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 will absolutely need to get better. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Hank Fraser's old team then, Vitesse Arnhem. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> First of all. Um, before we talk about what we're going to talk about, some of you may have heard this in, in, in the media maybe, if not you're going to enjoy this, but first of all, Vitesse have been doing really well mm -hmm. this season. Yep. Lern Slutsky's the first person to say they've been a little bit lucky perhaps in some of their results. They were they were currently sitting in third place in the league. That, that could be about where they're trying to compete this season, third, fourth, fifth place, but better than expected. That's gonna, okay, that's fine. The video's ended, that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, if, you, if you're watching on, on YouTube, the video will just have ended, but we'll keep the recording going for you. The iPad memory is full, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, let's get going, though, anyway, talking about the test. So, yeah, they, they maybe can be performing a little bit better than we expected this season. But then all of a sudden, there's this bust-up bust up in training. What happened? Yeah, it's... A, it it's a bit bizarre, isn't it? Because uh, yes, Vitesse are doing uh, are doing a great job. Mm. Um, They're taking the chances in games, scoring loads of goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah they've, well, they've been a bit unfortunate. Uh, 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 oh, that's fine. Mm. I mean, uh, initially, if, if you look at your pre-season predictions, you're going to put Vitesse anywhere ranging top six, from seven, yeah, maybe. Top, yeah. yeah. Uh, some people will say third, fourth, fifth, sixth. I think I put them eight. Seven. I think I think I think I tipped them to struggle a little bit this season, mm. but that hasn't happened. No, so far. No. No, well, I've, uh, I actually don't remember where I put them, but um, I would say fifth, sixth. Feyenoord, AZ, Vitesse, Utrecht are all pretty close. Uh, am I forgetting someone? I don't think so. Um, but yeah, they're, they're doing a fine job at the moment. And uh, I think uh, Slutsky seems like an excellent manager. He's uh, Well, the problem is he's just so incredibly lovable. He can, yeah. He can do many bad things and you're still going to like him. Yeah, if, if you don't know this already, follow his Instagram account. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> we'll have it's a little a, look if you don't have Instagram. Uh, it is very good laugh, isn't it? It's, it's funny. Da, da weite pašalste, uh, gospodin Slutsky. <laughs> and that's about the extent to my... Uh, 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 nice uh, Russian <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yes he's a, uh, a wonderful character and uh, yeah I'm, I'm enjoying it and uh, yeah it looks like things are going well if you tell but yeah then but all, yeah. Of, all of a sudden uh, there seems to have been an issue uh, uh, yesterday on training I'm, I'm, I'm not fully 100% aware, aware of what has happened because uh, I was watching the Ajax game watching the rest of the Champions League uh, uh, highlights and uh, kind of went in between but apparently Richard de Bazour and uh, Jay Roy Grot uh, got into an argument at training. Mm. Uh, well, okay, that can happen. But, well, it got a little bit heated. Uh, and allegedly, this is all that I'm reading on, on websites, but uh, 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 the more menu sites, uh, uh, allegedly Bazour said something like, okay, uh, I'll look you up and I'll, uh, I'll see you after the training, more or less like, okay, let's, uh, let's have a good old jolly fight, <laughs> something like that. Uh, apparently later he also uh, said to uh, manager Lenitsky that I don't play, want to play for your team anymore and then he used some expletives, uh, some words that we uh, won't mention in this podcast <laughs> and uh, I, I, did th I, I think that I read this morning that uh, Buzzer also didn't show up for training today but don't pin me down on that. Oh. If that has happened, yeah, then we've got a bit of a, uh, yeah, then Vitesse ha does have a little bit of a problem. Yeah. And that's a crying shame because Bazour is, 
It's yet again, he's letting himself down. He's he's doing a fine job at Vitesse. Yeah. I mean, he's not he's not going to be the, the best Eredivisie player, but but no, but he's fine. He's a good player. He's decent. There's nothing bad about him. He's doing good. But he's had issues at Ajax. He's had issues uh, where, where where he's been, and now again at Vitesse. And it's such a shame because mm. he's a fine player. Mm. Yeah, uh, you can say that he's like the absolute boss in midfield, but yeah, his temperament mm -hmm. it got him sent off already this season mm -hmm. yeah and it has not helped him in the past <laughs> but yet again he's letting his career down yeah. by making stupid decisions yeah. such as this i assume eventually apology will happen and he'll come back into the team but it's another one of those where i don't think other clubs in future are gonna go oh well, let's yeah. sign richard bizarre he's got a good um attitude yeah yeah uh, 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 that's a problem you, you can have an incident once okay maybe you can have an incident twice and then you can say hey uh, circumstances, this happened, that happened, uh, the trainer was an idiot. Yeah, okay, you can kind of say that once, but it's not once, it's not twice, it's many times now. I mean, I'm not gonna doubt his qualities as a football player, um, he's fine. Um, and he's actually, if, if he, if this didn't happen and if his season at Fidesz would just have progressed uh, uh, as it has been going uh, at Utrecht uh, last season and Fidesz this season, I could have seen him at Ajax, Feyenoord, PSV, or uh, any fairly decent foreign club again. Mm. But they're all going to scratch their head now and go, yeah, okay, what happened here? Yeah. yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, it is. I think one final thing I want to talk about in this podcast, we've talked about loads of things already. We can't talk about every single busy team, unfortunately. But something that came to my mind the other day was... Um, certain how, how talents come through and Berserk's one of those that, that came through had promise but he, he ultimately let himself down but when you look at the young Ajax young PSV uh, side right now young RZ as well you can throw into the mix of that unfortunately there's loads of players that will never make it there's talents that that you think are very promising and everyone calls them a, oh, a very good talent but most never make it to professional level but also to the top well-paid level playing abroad and so on I wanted to ask who you think are the next batch of talents coming through. One of those I met this week, for example, Chris Gloucester. Um, interview will be on Football Only hopefully very soon. I think he's going to be one of those for PSV, filling in that void at left back. But I don't know if there's any more from that batch of players that are really going to make a big impact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and you are the football manager guru. <laughs> you decide who's going to make it on the game. Yeah. You must know better than most people. Yeah, I, I also do something for this uh, this crazy game called Football Manager. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got uh, we've got the new game coming up uh, in November. So uh, buy it, buy yeah. it. <laughs> yes, buy it, buy it. You must. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I am uh, I am responsible for um, everything that, uh, that that goes around in the Dutch leagues and. Uh, Definitely, uh, there's a good batch of uh, talent coming up. Uh, fortunately, yes, I'm, uh, I'm glad there is. It's good for Dutch football, and then always good for football as a whole. Um, yeah, a, a, a so Gloucester is a, a more or less a left back, which is always a difficult position. The back position. It's a rare so, uh, position. Yeah, the more the more rare. So uh, yeah, that might be uh, an advantage for uh, uh, for Gloucester because there's not that many that are going to be really good. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously there are there are a few starlets uh, that, that are going to uh, that are definitely going to break through. Such as um, a little bit older already, pro probably already established Iataran at PSV, but he's already pretty much in the first team, so that's first an easy team, shout. Yeah. Uh, Nashi Unvar, 
Uh, yeah. Ajax. Fantastic, fantastic talent. Dijn Gravenberg? Uh, Gravenberg was going to be the next guy I was uh, going to mention. His only issue might be that he's in a position where there are quite a few other good players. Particularly at Ajax as well, which yeah. could hinder his development. Yeah. So it would be good for him if Donny van der Beek leaves. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, the eens een brood is the ander zijn brood, is, uh, is what we say in Dutch. <laughs> Uh, one's bread is the other one's dead. Oh, that doesn't really translate, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't translate well no, at all, no. But, uh, <laughs> but Anyone outside of that Ajax um, PSV sphere? So, uh, young Ajax have a few uh, uh, really good uh, uh, good talents breaking through. Um, PSV, I think a little bit less so. Yeah. I that like Kenzo Geldmein at RZ. I like, I like Jorbe Vertessen at a uh, 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 young PSV. I do like uh, Kenzo Geldmein uh, at RZ. Um, I'm actually thinking of that the real major one that's still on my list. Akian Fitzjim, who went from RZ to Ajax, is also a very, uh, very interesting guy to, uh, uh, to look into. Um, Young Feyenoord uh, youth still has a few decent players, but they have the issue that the Feyenoord, uh, Young Feyenoord team is nowhere to be found. Yeah. They're in the reserve league and that's a big, big issue. So they're under 17 talents, they're probably going to need to change to the uh, to the top three. Uh, in that sense, being Ajax based for AZ actually. Mm. But Unovar is going to be great, Grafenberg is going to be great. Um, and there are a couple of those guys Broby and Hansen, yeah, which I'm not 100% sure about. Yeah, I think that they will make it, but will they make it that big? That's going to mm. be a question. And then you're going to have to look at the positions that are not really that uh, well uh, catered for, if that's the word. So you've got your left backs. You've got a guy like uh, Anas Saleh at, uh, at, at Ajax as well. Yeah. That might not be the best, as biggest, fantastic talent, but he's in a position where they're not going to be that many players breaking through. Mm. So he could be an interesting guy for the future. Okay. There's a few that have been in the Netherlands youth teams as well, and again, sort of taken an interest. And it's, it's there's so many things, so many factors to consider, isn't it? When you say someone's a talent, that is it. They're a talent. It doesn't mean they're going to be a superstar. No. <laughs> And people seem to forget that very quickly, especially on bandwagons on social media. They instantly think someone's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's tough. I mean, uh, you, you, you can see some uh, some kid doing really well and uh, uh, score four goals in a in, 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 in a youth game against I don't know young young uh, some Ajax team playing against Chelsea. You know, score four goals. Okay, this is going to be the next from Boston. This is going to be the next Clifford. <laughs> It's going to be the next Bergkamp. <laughs> you don't know that after one game. No. We've had that so many times. <laughs> Even players like like Casper Dolberg, who played wonderful goals, who games who scored wonderful goals, and he's just not been able to do it at Ajax mm. for so so many reasons that you can think of. But yeah, is he a good football player? Yeah, absolutely, there's no doubt about it. And then there are so many youth talents that will be on all the scouting lists and mm. for one reason or another they're not going to make it mm. and that could be uh, that could be growth development that could be pure luck that could be injuries that could be family issues that could be something mental does the player really have that drive and it could be that a club 
knows that, hey, this right winger could be a really good player for the future, but he needs another year. We're going to bring another right winger in. Mm. And that, uh, that hinders that talented player for another two seasons. It's a very so, Dutch way, isn't it, to do what they do, and that's to play the players as much as they can, yeah. give them that chance, even if they're not that great. And if they, it's kind of throwing a deep end approach. I, d I do think that Dutch football is really good at that, that a lot of the young talents will actually get a few games in. It I mean, produces are, more than yeah. other countries. I mean, I, I know, for example, one of us completely different, like the Argentinian league, they're not going to play that many 16, 17, 18 year olds. I mean, there's a great, great depth of talent there as well, but those 16, 17, unless they're Messi type level, but they're not going to play those 16, 17, 18 year old players. They're gonna, they, they are gonna keep playing the, the 20, 21 year old that does have that little bit more experience and I don't know, I guess a little bit more strength and, and, and technique. Whereas the Dutch teams will be like, oh, you know what, we're gonna give that kid a chance and see what happens. And that is, uh, and, and that is one of the nice things about uh, Dutch football and, and that is how we're gonna see a little quicker see some of the talents rise up and, and that's also what I like about the young teams in the in the second tier from a football supporter perspective I don't like it mm. if I were an opposing supporter if I'm a uh, let's say if I were a I don't know a Helmut or a goal ahead fan just to some more or less random teams I'd hate having to play against Jung AZ, Jung AZ, Ajax, Jung Utrecht and Jung PSV. However, those so four... So the general wide scheme of Dutch football yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, because those four teams are developing quite a few more talented players quicker than if two or three talented players would have been loaned out to Almir the City, yeah. which is good for those players. Yeah. But now it's not three or four or five, now it's like 10 or 15. Yeah. And they're not all going to play for iOS 1 no. or PSA 1. They may well end up playing for those teams that yeah. are getting played against in that second division. They yeah. probably will need those players that are filtering down in, in the end. You've got your, uh, I think a good example is uh, Sven Botman, who uh, well, I actually don't think was that good at Jung Ajax, and who I think would never, ever, ever <laughs> make it in the first team of Ajax. He's been loaned out to hit a fame. Doing well, and he's actually he? doing a good job. Yeah. Fair enough, he's doing a good Surprising. job. I am surprised, but yeah, but if, if so if those kind of guys have been, who have been playing, I don't know, two, maybe three seasons in Young Ajax, have been okay. And then they make a step up. Ajax is too big of a step, but he's doing okay at Hidden Fame. Okay, that's very interesting. Mm. He's not gonna make the national team, he's not gonna make Ajax, but you know, he's gonna play it here in vain and then next season, he's, or two seasons from now, he's gonna end up at, I don't know, Millsbrook. Yeah. Very decent team somewhere, premiership or championship, and he's gonna earn himself a million a million euros. Mm. Everybody happy, right? Yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, fair play. Uh, well, let's drink to that. <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming on this podcast, Jadun. Um, really, really good to have you on here again. Yeah, cheers. And uh, yeah. Thank you for having me and on a, on a very happy note, I hear that this also gets airtime in Australia. Yes, we do. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well stay tuned to Football Down for everything good, everything good about Dutch football in the English language. Um, and yeah, like and subscribe wherever you're listening. Thanks guys. And yeah, we'll record something again soon. Thanks for listening.